Podmoth. Hi. Okay, now we're recording. Okay. I'm really stupid, and I'm not used to this new tech yet. Is it too difficult for you? Yeah, I'm too old to grasp it. It's just Discord. Yeah. So anyway, there's this guy named Craig. <laughs> He's a bot. He says, now recording. Yeah, and it's really intense, and I'm never going to be used to that at all. I like him. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, now our audio Craig. sounds better. And hopefully Yay. you, the listeners, are enjoying that, because we like having better audio. That is true. It's true. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so welcome back. We hope everybody had an awesome holiday slash new year. We're out of the um, grasp of 2020, so that's always good. You know, I'm not hopeful. Yeah, me either, but I, <laughs> I'm faking it till... Till maybe there's a light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, are you ready for a story? I, I want to be optimistic. Yeah? <laughs> for a second, yeah. Well, I, I don't even know. Well, I can't say be optimistic. I'm about to talk about some Reddit camping stories. Maybe they're not optimistic, but they're entertaining. Oh, That's what we should worst. hope for. An entertaining 2021. What was that one? It was like a, 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 an insult from ancient Greece where someone said, I, I wish you to live to see interesting times or something like that. You know what I really want? Are precedented mm -hmm. times and boring times. <laughs> that would be nice. I want to get out of every time I'm on YouTube and I get the ads, they're like, in these unprecedented times... <laughs> Exactly. You need a Burger King Whopper. Like, <laughs> what? Get yourself a Ford truck with four wheel drive for these unprecedented times. Exactly, but Drink I hate a Guinness when people say that because times are unprecedented. I'm done with it. I don't care anymore. Well, especially the buy the truck thing, because it's like people are struggling to get their bills paid because of the pandemic. But like, oh, yeah. get a truck. You know, yeah. <laughs> not, not not that we're here to preach, but like, oh, buy fuck advertising, except yeah. for our advertising for other things. we like. <laughs> That's OK. All the other advertising <laughs> sellouts, not us. Never. <laughs> no. OK, so um, I figured if it's cool with you, I'll give you two stories because one of them's super short. OK, then your deep dive and then I'll wrap up with one. Sure. Whatever you want. Cool. So, in these stories, I am speaking from the perspective of oh the writer. God. I thought you were about to say, in these unprecedented times, I was going to punch you. <laughs> in these unprecedented times, here's a story from Reddit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually, oh, that's, that's insane that you say that, because this user's name is Unprecedented Times. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would die. Okay. Oh, man, I'm laughing so hard. My face is hot. <laughs> I also have stories from Reddit. We're going to have, like, five stories from Reddit. We're basically a Reddit recap podcast now, I think. I mean, as long as everybody's okay with that plot twist, I'm down. 
<laughs> that a Reddit, a Reddit recap podcast with shitty cryptids. Welcome to Reddit. Oh, yeah. Here's your nightmares. So, um, the first one. A few years ago, I was camping in the Everglades in Florida with a few friends. Mm, Side note, gators. terrifying. Gators. Like, that sounds fun. Yeah. We had all gone into our separate tents and were starting to fall asleep. The area was pretty noisy with bugs, crickets, birds, etc. I heard this very low vibration, sounding mm. almost like a low roar. It was powerful enough to vibrate in my chest. That's a big gator. So, <laughs> suddenly, everything in the forest shut up. No bugs, no birds, nothing. I don't like that. About 30 seconds later, my phone vibrates and it's my friend in the other tent texting me asking if I heard the same thing. The four of us kept texting each other, wondering what it was about. Ten minutes later, all the animals slowly started making noise again. I slept that night with my machete at arm's reach. Ooh. So it could have been a gator. Oh, but... oh, that was it? I thought there was something else that was Oh, no. No, no, that, that, that one's really short. That's why I said I'll do a second one before your deep dive. Uh-huh. But just the imagine that you're used to, like, that orchestra of insects. Oh, yeah, that's something horrible. That's a demon. That's a hell portal opening up. Like, that's what that is. Well, some people said, like, that's a gator. <laughs> well, that's amazing if all the animals in the Everglades know to yeah. shut up at the same time. And the, 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 most of the noise in the Everglades comes from, like, the bugs and stuff. It's a swamp, you know? Like, you, insects you don't <laughs> become silent because of a gator. An ins like, a mosquito doesn't shut up because of a gator. Exactly. I was like, you think like a cicada or a cricket knows to like, shh, yeah. it's a gator. No, it doesn't. I'm pretty sure they have bigger fish to fry. The cicadas or the gator? No, the gator. Oh. Gator. <laughs> cicada's too busy to care about gators. Yeah. <laughs> so you think it could have been a demon? Yep. Demon of the Everglades. Okay. Yeah, my my vote is on demon. Hell portal. Something like that. I, I'm going to say demon over hell portal. Well, they could go hand in hand. You That's know. true. How did the demon get here, hell portal? Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's longer, so you'll, you'll be a bit more satisfied. This one will... I can read it, and it's not just going to be 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. One summer, I helped the Boy Scout troop I was a part of. I received my Eagle Award two summers before, but wasn't particularly active afterwards. I liked camping. They needed a few leaders. End parenthesis. And we took the troop down to Antietam National Battlefield. Mm -hmm. A number of other troops had also come down for the weekend. For a weekend full of Civil War education, reenactments, and troops pranking other troops. Oh, that's nice. Like, do pranks on ground that many people have died on yeah. i already kind of hate this kid <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. all the troops were camped out along antietam creek on the other side of the burnsides bridge road the side that isn't a part of the park it was pretty easy for anyone to cross the road and walk onto the battlefield to go up to the bridge along the creek and to see the field where the union soldiers massed to try to cross the bridge I grew up outside of Gettysburg, so ghost stories about Antietam didn't bother me at all. 
There's enough weird tales in Gettysburg that other battlefields didn't really faze me. The second night we're there, the troops all hit the hay early due to the fact that they were made to march all day by an overzealous reenactor. I took a walk over to the bridge right after dinner, and the sun was slowly sinking toward night. It was actually quite beautiful seeing the field and the creek. I walked up to the bridge and started to walk across it when I felt an excruciating sharp pain in my chest. Oh no. I almost doubled over in pain and clenched my chest. I thought maybe I was having a heart attack, but both of my arms were fine and free to move. Mm. I put both of my hands on the part of the chest that hurt and felt another sharp pain right below the top of my right shoulder, in the meaty part above your pecs, underneath your shoulder, and just in from your underarm. Getting shot. (laughs) I think think this guy might just have health problems. I don't know. I Um, think he's getting shot. That pain came and knocked me out where I almost cracked my head open on the side of the stone bridge. I laid there freaking out and scrambled to my feet and booked it back to camp. I got back to camp and had the other scoutmaster take a look at my chest and I have two raised red lumps under the skin that you could see turning into blood blisters. What the fuck? Right? He asked me what I was doing and I told him that it just happened when I was walking around the battlefield. Not once had I thought about any haunting or anything. I called it an evening and turned in. The next morning, after breakfast... The troops were scheduled to meet with a park official at Burnside's Bridge. Our troop official was detailing the history of the battle. When he talked about the bridge, then I paid attention more. I found out that Confederate sharpshooters took up positions on the other side of the creek, and on the side we were all at was then Union. The Union soldiers were supposed to take the bridge and were just picked off left and right. Confederates lost somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 soldiers and the Union lost over 15,000. No Union soldier ever made it past the halfway point of the bridge. At this point, my scoutmaster just looks at me and I am wondering what the hell happened the night before. Oh my god. He got shot by ghosts! Yeah. Which I Uh, never really worried about, but now I'm kind of thinking maybe I shouldn't go visit Gettysburg. I think it's, um... Uh, 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 residual energy is like a type of apparition, not apparition, but it's like a type of paranormal thing that I've heard about where, like, in a place or where someone existed that had, like, very strong feelings, like, if someone was, like, really angry or really sad, then they can, like, in the place where it happened, they can, the spirit, like, the energy that was created by the person while living, like, still exists in that area. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So, like, someone died there by getting shot in the heart and then the shoulder. So he just experienced someone's residual energy by being there. And it's, I imagine, it's almost like a memory loop. Yeah. Yeah. Where anytime somebody steps into that field, it's going to happen over right. and over again. That's yeah, wild. that's scary. That is really scary. Yeah, I don't like that. You don't? Well, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, but, but you just don't yeah, want no, it to happen scary. to you. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Hell well, no. almost everything we talk about on this podcast, I'm like, I hope I don't experience this. Keep For example, it far away from me. <laughs> when you covered um, 
spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> I have legitimately had like really high anxiety thinking about that for weeks now. You could just explode right now. Yeah, I hate that because I already have anxiety. Like, don't, don't even put Doesn't that thought in my brain. Often. Well, you don't smoke. I mean, that's true. Of, yeah, you, I don't not, smoke you don't anymore. Alcohol. And you're not an alcoholic, so that yeah. helps. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh man, so if I if I did start to both smoke and drink again, like that would be an issue. Yeah, don't do that. It's not yeah. good for your health. Yeah. Mm -mm. Good to know. My my deep dive comes from the idea for it that I got. It was this story that I read years ago, maybe like four years ago, and I also just have anxiety about it because it was a story, and I I found the story. It took me forever to find it online, um, but I'll read it to you now because this stuck with me for years. <laughs> Oh no. And this is also from Reddit and I couldn't find like any any username. So I'm sorry if someone's listening to this and that's your story, let us know, but I don't know like where it came from. I just found it on like a it was like top 10 scary camping stories. Like it was one of them. Oh, oh man, I'm curious to see what you're going to say cuz it might be one I have written down for the third story. It might. Uh, it's okay. I have a backup. <laughs> it took me a while to find it, so I doubt it, but I don't know, maybe. Here's the story. Two years ago, myself and two other people were camping in Yellow Bottom, which is the in the Cascades of Oregon. About 3 a.m., I woke up hearing what sounded like a bunch of people having a campfire party. Nothing huge, not even scary, just talking, laughing, stuff like that. I was kind of pissed since we'd come up to get away from college kids and such, and now somebody had set up camp what sounded like less than 100 yards away, but I couldn't see fire or light through the tent walls. And since that was my big concern, fire in the woods, I just kind of ground my teeth about it and went back to sleep. About an hour later, I wake up again. This time, somebody's let a little kid start crying, and it's really annoying. Like, not wailing, but just sniffles. Like that long-term crying that kids do. I listen for about five minutes, and since I'm not a monster, I kind of got this prickly feeling that maybe there's trouble. You know, little kid crying all alone, where the hell are the parents, etc. Oh, so this person didn't just scream, fuck off! No, no. <laughs> it wasn't I, you then, okay. It was not me. I started to get up, and my friend, who I thought was just sleeping, grabs my arm and just about giving me a heart attack and says, don't go out there, just wait. He knows the woods better than me, and he sounded actually scared, so I sit and wait. And yeah, a few minutes later, the crying stops, and the party starts back up. But the weird thing is, I can't really pinpoint now what direction the party is coming from, because I was trying to tell if maybe it was a group who had found the kid, and now they were all talking to each other, but I couldn't tell what direction it was from. The party went on for about another hour, just until dawn, then all of a sudden, nothing. Like, cut off in the middle of a laugh silence. I was completely freaked out by then, and I didn't... Oh. I was completely freaked out by then, and I think I might have made a noise when it stopped like that. My friend, who hadn't even sat up the entire time, just said, Stick people, and then rolled over and fell back asleep. I got up when the sun was finally completely up and made coffee and kind of looked around, but I'm not brave like that, so I didn't go that far. There was nothing, no campfire, not tents. I couldn't see anything through the trees, nothing. We packed up that day, and I asked him what a stick person was, and he said he wouldn't tell me, and I'd never been back up there, no sir. Ooh. <laughs> no. Um, no. No. 
No. <laughs> I know. Scary. Um, and I should say, I did change the story to stick people from the original term because the original term's offensive, which I told you. And I'll, yeah. I'll say it once in this podcast, but then I, I'll let you know I changed all the rest of them. Uh, mm-hmm. The original term is stick Indian. Obviously, using the word Indian to describe a Native American person isn't cool. So I'm yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I am white. And, you know, it's not my place to do that. Exactly. Cool. Um, and also, the term Native American isn't cool either, just because America was an immigrant. He was a European white guy. And uh, indigenous people don't like being referred to in a term that um, it doesn't come from them. Exactly. So, yeah, I've changed it to stick people. Yes. Yeah. But that story is still too fucking Horrifying, scary. <laughs> right? And every time I'm camping now, whenever I'm camping, and I go, I, try, I like to go camping a lot, you know, but I'll just like, as soon as I'm going to sleep, I always think about it. And I think that's why it stuck with me for so long. It's because every time I'm like laying in a tent, like trying to fall asleep, I start thinking about it and I'm like, oh God, oh no. Well, <laughs> I don't know what's outside these tent walls. This might make me a big baby, which let's admit I'm already a big baby anyway, yeah. but <laughs> fine, you asshole. <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm scared to go camping unless I'm with you and Danny because I know you guys will fuck some shit up. If, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> well, you don't have much fear about you. I feel like if like it really came down to it, you're like, yeah, what? What? <laughs> Come I mean, me, I would man. I would fight someone, but and your boyfriend is like super resourceful. I don't know about that. And he's prepared all the time. Like, anyway, my point is, like, the only good camping experience I've ever had is with you. We didn't even go camping. We went to a music festival. That's not the same thing. I didn't starve, though. That's true. You didn't starve. And I didn't wake up with the sore back because of the ground. I woke up with the sore back because I was getting kicked in mosh pits. It's a little bit different. Um, finding the term for these entities was difficult because many tribes believe that very negative spirits, if you start talking about them, that attracts them. So indigenous people don't like to talk about stick people. So it's hard to figure out what like their name for these things are, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And all the tribes like there's a ton of them and they all have different names different languages different cultures so if like this this entity these things everyone's gonna have a different story about it and then on top of that they don't talk to each other about it every it's very difficult to research because of that oh i'm sure yeah so i did my best Well, I think it's interesting that you chose this topic just because when I was coming up with a main topic for our next half episode, Uh it's also something that relates to the culture of indigenous people. So, well, you're doing um, when would 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 I can't say it right. Wendigos. I thought it for the longest time. I thought it was Wendigos, like (laughs) like dingo. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, like the Wendigo ate my baby. I, I didn't know. I didn't know where. I just heard about them at Pasic. I didn't know like where they came from. I just assumed it was Australian because of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think 
that. So it's w- Wendigo. It's Wendy or well. Is anyway, there an N? there is. I'm going to talk about it in the next episode. There's actual <laughs> multiple pronunciations that are okay. considered okay. I'm sure it's because of the same reason. There's but just, there's different wind- tribes and they all have different languages. Right, but yeah. Wendigo is the way that Wendigo. I generally heard okay. it pronounced. But well, Wendigos too. You're not supposed to talk about them because it attracts them, right? Right. Right. And, like, um, skinwalkers. <sighs> Terrifying. Yeah. Well, 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 that's a sneak peek for next week. Sneak peek for next week. But, um, um, yeah, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> Are you ready for a wrap-up story? I'm sorry? I'm, I haven't even got it. This is page one of six. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've been recording for like ten minutes. Oh my god, has it only Are you been- done already? <laughs> I was just doing a preface about hey, this is difficult to research. So if anyone has any other information, let me know because I I don't. So you were saying <laughs> what I was trying to say before you got bored of my story, um, is that the sick people they're difficult to research. So I focused in on what the Salish people have in their culture because that's what I could really find the most about them. But it's not only the Salish people. The Salish are from the Pacific Northwest of the U.S. slash Southwest Canada. Um, they are identified by the use of the same the same language-ish. They, they use the same kind of language. Um, the Salish languages salishian languages um, of which there are 23 documented languages so it's many different tribes and bands of people but they all kind of come under the one salish group and most of them have kind of the same story about this entity even though they all have different names for it whoa Um, yeah that's an intense number of languages to comprehend and i think it's it just solidifies like the truth of the stories, the fact that all of these different tribes have encountered this thing and without even talking to each other because they all have different names for the thing, right? Yeah. That's wild. So in Salish mythology, um, they have an entity called a uh, Siatko, um, or alternate spellings are like Siatko, Siatik, uh, generally... Siatko are described as large, hairy, wild men of the forest. Ew. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, so while researching this, I came up with, with kind of basically two different behaviors that are described of the same entity. The first one's being sort of playful, pranky, and very reclusive. And then the second kind is much worse both are described as stick people but like i said before that term is just an english kind of umbrella term so Mm -hmm. the lines are kind of blurred between the two it's likely that they're the same thing or they could be different things um but the large hairy wild men stories usually are the former they're pretty just reclusive and it's kind of like don't mess with them don't call out to them like they're powerful, but don't. But they're not going to mess with you unless you're asking for it, basically. So it's like Bigfoot leveled up. Exactly, and I didn't realize I was researching Bigfoot, but apparently I am because in Western Canada, the s- s- oh, st- oh god, 
Sestales, that's wrong. It's it's spelled S-T-S apostrophe A-I-L-E-S. Sestales? First Nation, they're a Salish tribe. They call the thing the Sesquet, which that's where the term Sasquatch comes from. Hmm. Yeah. So it is Bigfoot. It is Bigfoot. Oh. Yeah. I know. Cool. I mean, you make him sound much more scary than I imagined. I didn't think Bigfoot was scary. And I didn't realize I was researching Bigfoot until I got to that part. And I was like, oh, no. Bigfoot's fucking different. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, believed these creatures got the colloquial nickname stick people because they dwell in the forest and share many traits with animals of the forest rather than typical tribes. Other inspirations for the name are believed to come from their habit of thrusting sticks into teepees, lodges, and individuals while they slept. Yeah. Well, that's rude. I know. The Siatco are also reported to steal fish from nets, take off with food, and remove men's clothes. They are seldom seen almost completely nocturnal and it's said that their language does not mimic human speech but instead sounds like birds and other animals Hmm. one report from a native boy tells a story from his grandfather which occurred in the mid 19th century according to the boy's grandfather their tribe captured a siatko boy and they witnessed how the boy was nocturnal and captured fish hunted deer and collected wood for the fire the siatko eventually came to retrieve the boy their whistling scared off the native people, leaving the boy unattended, and they never saw him again. And it's believed that Siako have some powers of mental persuasion, although the range of the powers differ from tribe to tribe. Um, some believe that they have the power to hypnotize or cause instant insanity, but almost every tribe agrees that they do this, that they're able to induce dread, confusion, or anxiety, uh, especially to people alone. One of the ways they do that is through whistling. Which is really creepy. But what what does he want? I think they just want to be alone. In this first... See, that's what I mean is because I'm looking up all these stories and there's definitely two different ways that they act. And and in this kind, which are typically called the Siako or a a Sesquet, um, Mm -hmm. they're just just people... Not people, but creatures who... Humanoid, bipedal creatures that live in the forest and they just kind of want to be left alone is what it seems like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I understand that. Like, yeah. if I want to be alone bad enough, I would consider stabbing some people with sticks to get them to right. leave me alone. Yeah. And it's kind of like if you, if, if, if they attack you, you're asking for, like, you did something wrong. And, like, some stories say that, like, the, like they're, the indigenous people, like, would talk about their, grandparents in this tribe and the grandparents would like leave out meat like outside of their lodge every night to just in case like one of these things came by Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that way they would just take the food and leave them alone yeah yeah Yeah. it seems like they just like want to be alone and if they happen upon your your house they're they're gonna take what they want so if by chance like you know, one would lure you in, what would happen to you? Well, you would die. You would disappear is would, what is like, it's kind of what. Because I figure it's is. not like, he, like they knows? want to eat you. Yeah, not this, not this first kind, unless you like summon them, which on summoning them also differs from tribe to tribe. Some say 
if you say their true name, they'll seek you out, like a, like a lot of uh, the native culture says. Um, or some say that you have to actually whistle at them, and then they'll come to you. And one person said that they were out in the woods with their like grandfather on a hike, and like the kid was just like, you know, doing what kids do in the forest, like yelling out in the woods to like hear his own echo, being like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then he like distinctly heard someone like yelling it back to him, and he like ran away and went back to his grandfather. Uh, fuck that. I know. <laughs> yeah. And again, and this goes back to even the couple short stories I had before you started the deep dive. The woods are terrifying. Yeah, they are. You Could we like just them. not? <laughs> Unless I know for sure I can drive away safely. Yeah, like so um. Nice, I was looking into camping at um, somewhere in Shenandoah a few mm -hmm. months ago, and they have, like, the obvious campgrounds where they're, like, the little places where you put your tent and whatever, but then they also have, and I don't remember the name for it, but it's, I guess it's backpacking. Oh, yeah. But you can just, like, wander and, like, find a place in the woods, like, yeah. no thanks. I want to do that. No. I I've seen too many movies and things where that kind of thing goes totally wrong i'm not interested but if any of you have you can let us know yeah go on i have uh here's a story from reddit about camping i was camping with my husband and my dog at the van dusen um which is in what? North Carolina. van <laughs> oh. van dusen which is in north Cal california um I camped there before when I was growing up and various times in the college years, so it's a place I'm quite familiar with. We picked a, a site right next to the camp host because I like being near the bathrooms and showers. My husband and I have a routine when we camp. We look around the site for anything lost, sticks for kindling, and just to make sure there's no poison oak in the site. We didn't see anything. We laid out our tent, our supplies, set up camp, and camped for a couple days. Every, every day we went around the site to pick up twigs or for kindling. We never saw anything there, but on the last day of camping, we got up to make breakfast and we started to pack up and go. We went to look around the camp for twigs for the morning fire, and right by the fire pit we found this, and she attaches a picture. And I will describe it to you. It is... It's like a 2D stick person made up of sticks and like twigs put together. And the face is leaves, and it has, like, leaves sticking out the top of his head. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, it's not gross, but... No, but, it, it's like, creepy. if you're just camping and you saw that one day, and it's, like, obvious to them that, like, it had come, been placed there the night before, you know? If anyone left anything outside of my tent while I was asleep, I'd be freaked out. Someone could leave, like, a Rubik's Cube, and I'd be like, what the fuck in the morning? Right? Like, it's obvious that it was put there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I just sent it to you. Ooh. Isn't that okay. weird? <laughs> yeah, well, there's no way you can mistake that for just the sticks falling that way. They're obviously no. tied together. No, that's, some like, someone made that and put it there. Ooh. And then, like, they went on to say that, like, at first she thought it was, like, a rabbit or something, and then, like, years later she heard stories about stick people, and she and then she, like, re like went back and, like, looked at the picture again, and she was like, I that could be, like, a, a Native American headdress, like, the leaves coming at the top of the head. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. It's creepy. Wasn't... And remind me, well, did you ever actually watch The Blair Witch, or did you only research it? 
No, I watched it. I watched it a long time ago. Didn't they have stick people in those? In that movie? No, it was like a bundle of sticks. It was like a... What was it? I don't know, something like that. But it wasn't that. No, not like and they that. And were, they were hanging, right? It wasn't like they were laid on the ground outside. No, I think they were on the ground. I think it was both. I forget. I haven't seen I that in like such a long time. I feel like the first one time. they found was like right outside their tent, like when they first went out the door. And it was I like need to watch bundle. it again. It was like a weird thing. All right. And then I have this other story, which it's pretty long. I'm just going to like summarize it. They were uh, a man and his wife were walking up to... Actually, I don't know if it's a man. It could be a woman and her wife. But this person and their wife were walk, were hiking up to like a cave on New Year's. And they had this tradition with their friends where they would like all meet at this cave. And they would like hang out on New Year's. And actually, this is kind of like your first story about the Everglades. Oh, yeah? Well, a little bit, where, like, the noise, like, cuts out. like, su- like uh, So they start hearing, like, children laughing in the distance. And, like, he- they say, like, it's really creepy because it's, like, fading in and out, almost like it's, like, coming on the wind. Like, where it would, like, they would hear it barely for a second, then it would leave, and then Ooh. it would, like, come from a different direction. Like, these sa- a sound of, like, children just, like, laughing and playing. And and it then it would just like come and it would get louder and then it would stop like just out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No. Like the whole time they were like walking up to this cave, and this is like a place they had hiked up before, and they like never saw anything weird, and so they got to the cave and like they told their friends about it. They were like the friends didn't see anything or hear anything, and then um, they like had their party. They were like. What are they? He said, I was playing flutes, listening to new age music on cassette tapes, burning candles and talking philosophy (laughs) until the wee hours of the morning. It sounds like a great party. Yeah, it does. And I know it does sound kind of fun. But um, walking out, something had changed subtly. The woods seemed a bit ominous. Maybe we were just tired. But as we made our way down the trail, my wife spotted something odd propped against the base of a tree. I think it was meant to be found by us. We thought that it had been left for us by whoever or whatever made the laughing noises. Um, He said, I don't think this could have been the work of children. And he said, like, it was snowing and there was no footprints in the snow anywhere around them. And he says, it is impossible to adequately describe the object. My mind stubbornly refuses to remember it as a whole. I remember the details of its construction and its general shape. My wife says it was a man, a figurine of a human. But I... I have to believe her because when I try to picture it, my mind draws a blank, which is terrifying. It's almost like it's erasing your thoughts. I know. Which reminds um, me of an episode of Doctor Who. It, it's exactly like that. Like the silence? The silence, yeah. Oh, that's fucking scary. I, I used to get nightmares about those things. That you would look down and see, like, the the marks on your arms, like, Yeah. Them. Ugh. Well, and just the idea of, other than the, the mind erasing scary too, but just thinking about, like, silence to me is way more terrifying than hearing a noise far off. Uh, because that, that can change the context of everything. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on what the noise is. Like, if I hear a child far off, that doesn't scare me. But if I hear, like, the same child, the voice coming from multiple directions and then, like, ending suddenly and unnaturally... Like, that's yeah. just as disconcerting, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I was just, what I was trying to say is just, like, I think the power of silence is, like, a huge deal. Oh, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Because, like, I get really annoyed in horror movies where the sound cues are always trying to tell me how to feel. And it'll amp you up to jump scares and all that shit. Like, no. Yeah. Give me a movie that has, like, no score. No. Did it? Like, just let it <laughs> scare the fuck out of me out of nowhere. Because that's life. Life will scare the fuck out of you out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, you're right. I hate... Yeah, I don't like jump scares. I don't like when it's just, like, loud noise. Like, I don't want to be scared by loud noise. Yeah, I don't like being jumped upon. Or Remember yeah. back in the day? Back in the day. I'm such an old shit. Yeah, um, tell me. Yep. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Um, you ever see those games online where, like, someone will say, like, you know, it's a maze, and once you get to the end... Yes, yes. I hate those. <laughs> I actually fell out of my computer chair when I was in, like, the sixth grade. <laughs> Back when we had dial-up internets. Oh, my God. I had um, dial-up. Yeah, but I, I'm not a fan of that shit. Do not sneak up on me. We'll never speak again. I hate you. I got scared shitless yesterday. Danny put... A curtain like behind my desk because my like work room and my office is the same room so like when I'm sanding stuff um, like on my workbench I don't want all the dust getting like in my electronics so mm -hmm. he put up very nicely he put up a curtain that like separates them and I was taking a picture of myself like I was sitting at my desk taking a picture of myself with a curtain behind me and then like I had my headphones on and I just like out of the corner of my eye see something move and I turn around and his he's like poking his head right behind the curtain like inches from my face like poking <laughs> his head behind like over the curtain. Yeah. I like threw my phone and like screamed at him. I was so scared. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. But back to the story. So he describes, well, what his wife described the object. He says it was a small abstract figurine made of tiny sticks, moss, pine needles, and bear's hair moss that had been braided into strands of tiny ropes, which wove in and out and bits of tiny, tiny sticks around bigger sticks, smaller than the diameter of a pencil. The workmanship was so intricate and subtle and bizarre that as we picked it up and looked at it, we were amazed and then just a little bit shook. It was otherworldly yet complex. And then yeah. he took it home, which I would never do. Why the fuck is that a good idea? I don't know why you would take That's it. That's like a classic horror movie mistake. I know. He doesn't say that anything happened to him after that. He just said it was creepy and he held on to it for a little while and then threw it away. And then later he... Um, like, years later, he got a job working for a tribe, and so he worked with a Native person, and, like, casually, one day, he was talking to his co-worker about, like, this thing that happened, and, like, immediately, like, the, his co-worker, like, just, like, like froze and, like, wide-eyed, like, looked at him and was like, you just, you ran into stick people in the woods, and so this guy said and i don't know where this story occurred like in the u.s but um or canada i don't know where it was but mm -hmm. this tribe's culture describes stick people as being small vicious and cunning semi-man semi-man but about three to four feet tall very skinny with elongated arms and legs and sharp teeth and claws on their hands and feet 
Ugh. Ew. That's gross. I know. I'd like to see a photo of that. I get, yeah, yeah, I can't find anything. And he said that the laughing is how they lure people out into the forest where they will become disoriented and lost as soon as they, they try to lure them out by, like, playing children's voices to, like, lure adults into the woods. He says if the victim is an adult, the presumption is that they're attacked and eaten and there's whatever remains are never found. And if the victim is a small child, the stick people turn them into another stick person. Maybe it's just who I am as a person. But if I hear laughter, I'm not going to investigate that. No. Like, I'm just know. imagining it's the worst. But if it like, was a it's child, a, like if I heard a child's especially. crying voice in the woods, I would feel like I have to help. I understand that compulsion and I would feel it too, but I think I would most likely call a park ranger before I went over there myself. Yeah. What if you have no service? I wouldn't be there. <laughs> irrelevant i wouldn't be there <laughs> well that's like if somebody's like well what if you moved into this house that was obviously haunted by ghosts well i wouldn't be living there because i'm not a dumbass <laughs> it's all i have to tell you did you read that um story i posted on instagram today yeah i will read it now so this comes from reddit uh, user, it's on r slash paranormal user zbx3. Again, we're just a Reddit podcast now. Um, Welcome goes, to Reddit I'm nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I moved into a new place in September. It's a basement suite of fourplex. The living areas aren't huge, but the three bedrooms, bathroom, and a laundry are all down a very long hallway. When I'm lying on my futon in my living room, it's parallel to the hallway. Every night, I see something cross from my bedroom to my office or vice versa. It usually doesn't bother me, but it's definitely there. I only see it when I'm alone, and my boyfriend has never seen it, but he works nights and sleeps during the day. Lucky him. living That's the way to do it if you live in a haunted house. Just get a night job. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, fast forward to last night. The figure didn't cross over to my office. Instead, it went into my two-year-old son's room. Not only that, but I heard my son start to toss and turn and whine a bit. Immediately, I got up, yelled that it's not welcome in my home any longer and that it must leave. Right as I said that, an empty can and grocery bag fell off my counter. I was so scared, literally shaking. I checked on my son and he went back to sleep. <laughs> and then, like, any advice is appreciated. <laughs> Dude, from the moment that I saw something walking from room to room the first uh -huh. time i would have been like gone i mean if it's night like i don't i don't know i wouldn't be if it's not bothering me I, I don't think i would be like wanting to leave immediately like what if you found the perfect apartment like it's like beautiful you have like a giant patio it's in a great location in the city and then just like every once in a while there's like a shadow in the guest room there's a difference <laughs> between a shadow and like a shadow person well that's inconclusive i think <laughs> whatever <laughs> fuck that man no i think just because it's a shadow e figure doesn't mean it's a demon like it could just be yeah but it could be yeah, I guess. Well, bungee jumping doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna die a violent death but oh, i'm not up. gonna do it <laughs> 
Um, so sick people. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like there's different physical descriptions, so it's hard to say whether or not they're the same thing or different things. One reason that might be is that they are different entities entirely, but the English language just lumped them together. That could happen. It could be that, or it yeah. could be that they are actually the same thing, but because they're so rarely seen, uh, people are just kind of speculating what they look like, you know? It, it doesn't seem like there's as many sightings as there are of, like, Nessie. No, there's not nearly. Well, that's kind of their, like, the stick people's, like, shtick, <laughs> is that <laughs> they... <laughs> <laughs> is that like they're reclusive like they don't want to be seen so and they have mind control powers so i'm sure it's pretty easy for them to not be seen if they can control your mind true yeah so it yeah it's my personally what i think it is is the second is that no one has or very 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 few people have ever seen them and mm-hmm. it's mostly just people experiencing the weird shit when they go out in the woods and then people just kind of imagining what they could look like. You know, that's what I think it is. I'm willing to agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's a story from a former Boy Scout recounting something that a grandparent of another Boy Scout told them about the stick people. He spoke of them as a single entity, as old as the trees, more it than they, if you will. Never truly seen. They live in thick stands of trees and moved without leaving a trace. They will draw people in with sounds of deep drum beats and singing in the distance. At night, the faintest flicker of light can be seen reflected between the trees without scent or sign of smoke. Any individual curious enough to seek them out is never seen or heard from again. Oh, God. <laughs> that gave me chills. I had to, like, look behind well, me. <laughs> that would get me. If I heard like drums and what sounded like a party happening, yeah, eh, I might, I might go check it out. Really, you would? I would so definitely. The, so the crying child wouldn't lure you out of your tent, but someone having a party and you wanting to go have fun would. Well, Is that the, what you're saying? Well, yeah, but you wouldn't the... leave your tent for an unattended child, but you would for a good time. Yeah, but the unattended child could be a trap, and no one jokes about a party. What? <laughs> Do you not agree? No. <laughs> um, there's a couple stories about where they may have come from. One story tells of a tribe that suffered an unimaginably horrible winter close to starving to death. Um, and then eventually, after months of almost starving and them dying out slowly, they came upon another tribe sleeping in their tents, and they attacked while they were still sleeping and gained the taste for man flesh, and now they just live in the woods reclusive, and now they uh, still exist deep in the woods, having mastered the art of hiding in the trees and luring people in for their next meal. <laughs> I have a hunger that only man hands can satisfy. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. It's exactly like that. Nice. And then other tribes, um, the story of like uh, Sasquatch, the what were they called, Sasquet, um, uh-huh. the that tribe, the one that I can't pronounce, Sales, Sit Sales, I think it's Sit Sales. Um, their story of the Sasquets was basically the same thing, but they were a tribe 
of people that had been banished from other tribes. And, yeah. like, if you got banished, you would go out in the woods, and if you were, if you survived, then maybe you, this other, this, like, nomadic banished people tribe would find you and make you a stick person. I was wondering if there's a way to make more of them. Well, they say that they take children. Yeah. And then, and then they... Well, that could be yeah. it, because, like you said, it's either that or they kill them. And I like to think yeah. it's a nicer thing to just be one so. of us. I mean, it across all the stories is that they have mind powers and they're, you can't, they don't like to be seen mm -hmm. and they don't like to be talked about. So same. God help us. Same. Don't take pictures of me when I'm not looking good. Yeah. One story I read that they don't, that they're, when they whistle, they're trying to help people get back on the path who had been lost. So they're actually helpful. Oh. Creatures. Well, that would be nice. I wouldn't be so scared. But that scared. was, I, I read many, many stories, and there was only one that said that. So, mm, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm more apt to believe they're evil. Or maybe, you know, the, the, some of them are nice. Maybe they're just like people. You know, some of some us are, are cool. good and some aren't. Some are not. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're like that. Some of them are reclusive. Some of them lure people to their death. Some of them help people by whistling. Who knows? Well, and as you said, they are humanoid. Yeah. So that would make sense. I mean, they're they're bipedal. That's conclusive. For okay. sure. Yeah. They're bipedal, and they have mind powers, and they're reclusive. I still don't want to run into one. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. So if you're in the woods, um, and you hear children laughing, or distant drum beats, um, I think you're fucked. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Oh, so you're saying that I'm wrong by investigating I, the party. Yeah, I think you are wrong for investigating the party. <laughs> Man, this is such a primitive new band. <laughs> what? No, I'm saying like the drum beats, like... Oh, it's got such a primitive sound. Thought. Yeah. Like, wow, who's this undiscovered talent I found in the woods right next <laughs> to my tent in the middle of nowhere? I have to sign them immediately. <laughs> I'm gonna make millions. I didn't tell you that um, as a spinoff of the Paranerds podcast, I also plan on um, starting a record label. Yeah. What's yeah. it gonna be called? Uh, <laughs> unprecedented times. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> unprecedented times records no i hate it <laughs> i hate it good <laughs> well that's all i have about the stick people that was cool and i'm scared and i can't yeah. stop thinking about the silence and how just the idea of like wiping my brain is such a scary yeah. concept like you yeah. still feel the fear you just don't know why Ooh, yeah, yeah. disgusting Okay. I hate that. Well, I've Maybe got they're aliens. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're aliens. Everything. Maybe they're just aliens. In this podcast, boils down to aliens. Ew! Actually, that like second description kind of sounds like an alien. Well, what you think an alien is? Semi-man, but about three to four feet tall, very skinny, with elongated arms. That sounds like a fucking alien. <laughs> oh God! That's why you're scared. There's aliens in the woods. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, great. Now you're not going to want to go camping with me because you think there's aliens in the woods. Oh, 
No. Are you uh are you ready for a story that takes place in the mountains? Oh, oh god, I feel like I've had enough. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I have a better time telling you stories when I know you're not in the mood for them. So Great, thanks. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. This wasn't camping exactly, but I managed a resort in the, and I had to look this up because I had no idea how to fucking pronounce this word, um, Adirondack Mountains for several years. Adirondack. The place is old and rustic. It's miles Wait, from- where's so- Adirondacks? Is that New York area? Canada? No, that's Canada. That's Canada? Is that like New York I going into Canada? I think so. Yeah, my research didn't go quite as deep as yours did. I was like, it's a Reddit oh. story. And it's <laughs> oh supplemental God, material. Adirondack chair. No, not the chair. Yeah, that's where I was camping, in a <laughs> chair. <laughs> I managed to resort in the chair for several years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Upper New York, near bordering Canada. Yeah, that, that's why I was ringing a bell, because I, I'm pretty sure I passed that when I was driving up to Canada one time. Okay. Okay, so it's miles from civilization and very peaceful. It was built in the 20s and had somewhat of a sordid past. It was built for a Canadian senator who would run um, rum down from Canada during Prohibition. So I guess this guy was going from, like, Canada to New York. Cool. We still had the underground locked safe, underground locked safe room where he would store the booze as well as hidden booze hiding areas underneath some of the cabins. That's awesome. Right? Calvin Coolidge stayed at a camp across from the pond during his presidency and would visit my camp for the spirits, I'm sure. Anyway. Awesome. I met a girl and decided to sleep out under the stars of the camp's peninsula. Mm. It started to rain, so I suggested we sleep on the screened-in porch of the boathouse, which I thought was a pretty good compromise. So after we were all set up, it was getting pretty late, about 1.30 a.m. or so. We were laying there, and I was tossing and turning because I'd been asleep and woke up, so I have a hard time falling asleep after stuff like that. We laid there for about a half hour or so when I hear the bathroom door open in the boathouse. It couldn't have been... Why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. I went, Ugh. Oh, I thought you were laughing. I was like, that's not no. funny. <laughs> it, could have, it couldn't have been anything else but that door. I did all the maintenance on those old buildings and oiling that particular door was on my work list for the next day. Oh, my first thought was my boss, the owner of the camp. She is notoriously nosy and has been known to spy on the staff in their staff quarters. So she was my first logical thought as to who made the noise. Why she would have been hiding out in the men's bathroom in the boathouse for over an hour is beyond my comprehension. Jesus. I proceed to hear footsteps walking across the boathouse, down the three stairs onto the dance floor, and stopping right in front of the door to the screen-in porch. I lay there just waiting for the door to open and for the boss to call my name. As the minutes stretched out, I started praying that she would open the door, walk away, sneeze, dance the funky chicken, anything. Nothing. The rest of the night I stayed up, stiff and straight as a poker in my sleeping bag. No receding footsteps, no door noises, no nothing. Oh, Jesus Christ. My girlfriend, myself, the night, and the empty boathouse. 
The next morning, my girlfriend, in parentheses, she wasn't at the time, but she was for the four years that followed. Okay. (laughs) Rolled over to me and immediately asked me about the footsteps the night before. She had also stayed up all night waiting for some other sound to explain his footsteps in the night, and she heard nothing, too. She was terrified. Never went into the boathouse again. I unfortunately had to go in on a daily basis. So I guess the girlfriend just didn't go in again. Everything was cool during the day. At night, I had to turn off all the lights in the camp. This is something I've done every night for the last three years. However, there was always a sense of dread going in there, being alone in the dark in the boathouse. The worst part is that there's an enormous hanging bed in there in front of the fireplace. It was for the former camp owners to take naps on during the day. It hung on chains so that the bed can be lifted out of the way for entertaining guests in the evening. Oh, I've never heard of that. I know, right? It, I imagine it's like a um, like a porch swing, kind of. Yeah. Just a bed. Every single night, that bed was swinging. 175-pound bed <gasps> swinging on its chains in the dark of the boathouse. Why? <laughs> Until my last day at the camp, if I went in at night, that bed was swinging. Oh, my God. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. Me too. And at first, when when I was first reading through it, at the bit where the footsteps, I'm thinking, oh, it was probably, like, some person who was looking for shelter overnight and may have been squatting there. Yeah. Which is also scary in a different way. You know, if you feel like you're vulnerable or whatever while you're sleeping. But, yeah. No, thank you. (laughs) Definitely a ghost. That's wild. Do you think... Hmm. Do you you think ghosts, um... Like, when people aren't around, they just, like, are are normal. And, like, like they make sound and they, like, just exist in the world when people aren't around. But then when they come encounter with people, they have, like, the power to make themselves, like, invisible. Um, I always assume that ghosts operate on other people's energy. Yeah. So, like... I don't think there's very much existence for a ghost when people aren't there. Like, oh, a lot of it okay. would probably be that they are just kind of trapped in their mind. Okay. Okay. See, the reason I thought that that thought came to me was because what it sounds like to me, this story, is that the ghost was just doing its thing, you know? It was like going, coming out of the boathouse, walking up to the screened-in porch, and then when it realized there was people in there, it went, like, invisible and was like, no more sound. Maybe. That's what it seems like. Yeah. No, I could see that. I just always thought of ghosts a little differently. But Yeah. 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 Unless it was purposefully making noise, like it it wanted to make noise and and scare them. Well, if your theory was right, it's like the ghost is doing its thing and then you know, walks up to where that porch door is and is like, wait. Oh god. There's people. People. Fuck. Man. (laughs) All right. I guess I don't want to be a bother to this couple on a date. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's like they came up with, oh no, there's a guy here. <laughs> Whoops. But yeah. like, like it, cause if not, if like the ghost was being purposeful, like that's just mean, like that's rude like, that it made all that noise and was like, haha. And now well, like, that's the know theory. where I went. 
maybe um when the ghost was making that ro- that bed on the chains rock back and forth maybe it wasn't trying to make itself present to the guy or it could have been a girl i'm not sure the gender yeah. of the person but um when the bed was swinging maybe that noise was really just the ghost taking a nap and like, but why do you think the bed swings all the time or the bed, it just swings when he walks in because the ghost doesn't like him and wants to freak oh. him out. I'd like to think that this is a very friendly ghost. I don't. <laughs> He's mean. <laughs> he sounds like a dick. Oh, he wasn't a dick when they went on a date, but maybe it's like, I remember that one time that you disturbed my routine. And that oh. ghost is going to be like an <laughs> asshole forever because from now on you will be terrified of the boathouse. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that if I were a ghost, I'd be that bitter. Yeah, I'd be dead. I'd be upset. Yeah, I'm glad you liked that. That one was pretty crazy. That was scary. That's a good story though. Hi, I'm Molly, and I'm Abigail. We're sisters, and we believe in ghosts. Welcome to Supernatural Sisters, a podcast all about ghostly encounters, bone-chilling monsters, and basically anything that goes bump in the night. Each week, we talk about a haunted place, a legendary monster, or a story that sends shivers down our spine. And maybe we'll talk about the pottery scene from Ghosts. He's not a ghost in that scene. There are other parts of that movie where he's a ghost. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And remember, we we believe believe you. It's now time for Shitty Cryptid of the Week. This week's sponsor is Snailing Studios, a digital art and design studio all about making graphic design fun. Snailing Studios is owned and operated by Pax and Pindre, who we are lucky enough to have here right now. Say hello. Oh, hello. Thanks for being here. We're excited. Thanks for having me. You're our first guest. This is very exciting. I'm sure that uh, you guys are just so happy to have me. I mean, we are. are. I got fan mail from you last week, and I was really stoked. I did. I I was excited to be like, hey, you guys are doing great. Thanks. We try. Paxton makes dope-ass illustrations and typography, and for this week's uh, Shitty Cryptid, he's going to do the work for us, and he's going to do the Shitty Cryptid. (laughs) I'm going to, yep. Well, I'm going to try to make uh, make one up, and then I'm going to try to draw it. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Awesome. Are you going to draw this one, or are you going to draw a different one? I'm definitely going to draw this one because why wouldn't I? But I I I think I'm going to try to do, sorry, I think I'm going to try to do that, uh, that rotting baby scarf. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a good one. Yeah. I think I want to do that one. Awesome. That's exciting. All right. Are you ready? Oh God. Here we go. It is the, (laughs) the, oh. Oh, Lord. Um. Okay, someone I think typed this word incorrectly, but you're gonna have to figure it out, I guess. It's the standing reptilian monster of the beet farm. Wait, wait you guys did beet farm. Already, we did the right? beet farm. We didn't delete beet farm. No, delete the beet farm. We um. And who wrote did... standing? Standing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Stan- <laughs> I don't know what that means. You know I'm what what's in me? You know what simping is? Simping? Is it like simping? <laughs> it's like simping, but like for a bro. We'll do a new yeah, one. Yeah, dude, I stand one. that. All right. And not the beet farm. Okay, no, because remember you made the story about the beet uh, farmer's the daughter. Yeah. The yeah. We already did that one. Okay. 
your local frowning slimy runner. What? <laughs> okay. Let me just write it down. Local frowning. What? Your local frowning slimy, slimy. runner. <laughs> okay. 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 Let me just, let me just brain this out real quick. Brain it. Brain all okay, over okay, it. Okay. 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 Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> No. Have you heard about this? No. no not at the, all. Have uh, you heard of the, that slimy runner with a frown on his face? Oh. What about well, it? Uh, you know, local historians, local to wherever you are, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they tell the story of a runner going out late at night just for, you know, midnight jog. Uh, they're a night person. They don't like to get up early. So they go out in the middle of the night for a run. And uh, it's your local woods. <laughs> However, the woods they are, pine trees are not. Um, the, the runner goes out. Halfway through their run, they take a quick break, drink some water. When all of a sudden, a tree branch grabs the runner. Ah. And pulls them in close. Dripping sap all over them. Ah, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Um, the story goes that the runner screamed for hours and hours with no help from anyone because, well, they were out late. I mean, what are you, what are you gonna do? Um, That's a long time to scream. Hours. Wouldn't you? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, you're just getting covered in tree sap and uh, basically uh, crystallizing to death. So. After this instance, years go by without finding a body. At any time, runners go out past midnight. They tend to tell, a, tell, tell people that they, they had a, a partner, a running partner. Um, that, that being the, the, the slimy bones. What? Oh, God. Oh, God. We good? Okay. What? Sorry. So was that the slimy runner? It was him. He's there. Oh my god! It was them. I don't. I don't know what happened. Uh, and, um... The but yeah, the, the slimy, the slimy bones come go go running with you sometimes. They're, they're not dangerous. They wait, just, they he's just like bones. To run with you. Yeah, Wait, is he bones. bones or is he slime? No, it's okay. So you know, uh, you know what a, a gelatinous cube is? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know how a gelatinous cube basically just like disintegrates flesh and keeps bones in it. Uh-huh. Oh. It's like that, but like a body. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, but I forgot that it's frowning. I was it's about to say, sad. why is he sad? Yeah. They're very sad. Uh, if he's because... if he has only bones, how can he frown? Oh, the the slime. Uh, the slime. Uh, it has it has like leaf lips? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leaf Le lips. Leaf lips. Leaf mm -hmm. lips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, you're gonna you're the one that has to draw it. So, look, all I know is that it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think if I had to draw every cryptid I was making up, I'd be a bit more thoughtful in the bullshit. I, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, definitely uh, looking forward to this one. So he just runs after you? What does he want? He, he just runs with you. He just wants a buddy. Oh. He doesn't want to be sad anymore. So He, he doesn't want to be sad yeah. and alone. 
I guess Wait, he was alone. Sad? He's sad because a tree killed him with its sad. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. sad because he a tree died. killed him, right? Out of any way to die, a tree. <laughs> really? Death by pine. <laughs> no. So now he just runs. He 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 got he got dead because he was running alone. So now, now, now he guides the runners uh, away from their own demise. Oh, he's so this kind. This is a friendly cryptid. He's yeah. so kind. He's a creepy, slimy dude, but... He's friendly, but a sad boy. So next oh, yeah, time yeah. you're running around your neighborhood at night alone and you hear up <laughs> next <laughs> to you, um, don't be scared. <laughs> don't think that it's the thing that you think it is. <laughs> what do you think it is? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. walking farts. Yeah, that's what it's. Yeah, walking farts. I love him. Well, thanks, Baxton. Ooh, well, thank you guys for that having. That was fun. Me. This is very exciting. That was fun. So check out Snailing Studio Studio Snailing Studio on Instagram. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm at Snailing basically everywhere. That's um, S N A Y L I N K. One word. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check out his red bubble, he has a bunch of cool shit on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I just saw uh, you added a shower curtain, which I kind of want. They, like, I basically, like, I had a new design, and it just adds a bunch of items for. Oh, does design. that how red bubble works? Yeah, and then like, mm-hmm. it'll like when you go to the store, it just serves a random item. So what you want to do is you want to go into like my page, click on my designs, and look at the different designs, and maybe choose from there instead of the items rad but really just follow me places that's really all uh i could ask for i follow you hell yeah dude that, me too. that means you stand me oh i stand oh. i stand you hell yeah dude i stand you oh i stand you both oh my god oh thanks yeet yeet am i cool now yeet bigly well thanks again guys yeah thank you paxton and uh everyone follow us on instagram twitter facebook erica you normally do this part. i'm not good at it oh i'm sorry uh so <laughs> do, do what she just said and also email us at yeah. paranerdspodcast at gmail.com you know, if you're looking to sponsor an episode or if you just are a listener and you want to say like, hey, I really like what you're doing. Tell us that. We like it. We like it. Thank you. All right. Well, see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.